The time is far spent, but I must deliver this word with you. I trust that I won't be before you very long because of, I believe, what the Lord wants to say. Romans, the eighth chapter, beginning at verse 28 from the New International Version of the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And jumping down to verse 36, it says, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Then I want you to go to Genesis 45, which will be our emphasis for today. Genesis 45, and I'll read verses 25 through 28 in the new King James Version of the Bible. And for this section, I'm going to ask you guys to do something. This will be a little bit old school, and I don't even normally do this, but I believe this is necessary. I saw this in my spirit. Let's just stand together as we read Genesis 45, verses 25 through 28. And it reads as follows. Then they went, out, they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. Then Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Look at someone and say, Joseph, Joseph. is still alive. Say it again, Joseph is still alive. One more time, Joseph is still alive. Lord, I thank you for this word. I impart this word as you have given it to me. I decrease in this very moment that you would increase. There isn't a thing that Chris Green can say or do. But Lord, we are trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to follow the journey of Jacob. Usually when the story of Joseph is told, we follow the life of Joseph through his brothers putting him in a pit, selling him into slavery. And then we follow Joseph into Egypt and his life in Potiphar's house, his wrongful imprisonment, and then his eventual rise to power. But today we're going to put that part of the DVD on the shelf and we're going to look at Jacob. Yes, Jacob, the guy who with his mother's help tricked his father in receiving blessing. The same guy who hustled his twin brother out of the birthright. The same guy who found himself running for his life. Yeah, let's take a look at Jacob because Jacob had some issues. He fell in love with one girl, but he wakes up one day and he's got four women. He's got, he's got all these kids who he's really not all that crazy about, but he's had them by women he's not really connected to in his soul. Yet, in spite of his issues, God is using his mess to bring forth the men 
who would head the 12 tribes of Israel. Did you know that today, that Jacob wanted this girl named Rachel, but Rachel's dad tricked him. The agreement was, if you work for me for seven years, then I'll let you marry my daughter, Rachel. And then after seven years, they went through the wedding ceremony and the way they did it back in those days, you just big party and all that kind of thing. And then he'd go into the tent for the couple to consummate the, the wedding and still got a, still, at least in my mind, you know, I don't mean to be graphic, but in my mind, I don't know how you can be with a woman all night and not know that that ain't the girl he was in love with. That's just a whole other thing I can't get into, but somebody say Jacob had issues. So he wakes up and it ain't Rachel, it's Leah. And Leah, according to the Bible, says tender of eye, which means Leah's got a Roman eye and she's kind of, look. So again, how you gonna be with somebody all night? You ain't never looked at the woman in the eye to know that this, the one eye alone would have told you, this ain't Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the girl. <laughs> oh, Jacob got issues. <laughs> so, of course, he's upset because he's been tricked. And so, you know, he goes to the guy, you know, Rachel's dad, and he's like, man, you tricked me. This ain't the girl I've worked seven years for. It's like, well, in our custom, the older sister has to be married first. And so I don't know about y'all, I've been like, well, you could have told me that before last night. <laughs> but he had run into somebody who could hustle just as good as him and trick and play the games. So he said, oh, I wanted Rachel. He said, well, if you want Rachel, you got to work for me another seven years. You got to stay and work another seven years. So he's okay. So he really loved his girl. Now the problem that that creates though is now he's got two wives and the one who he really does not love. And you can just start there, ladies. And many of you have been, I can say many, but some of you may have been in that position with a man who you know, he really does not love you. I don't make light of that because you can hear Leah's pain in the names that she gave her children. The first one's name was Reuben which basically was, Lord, you've seen my affliction and you gave me a son anyway. I thank you, but Lord, you've seen my affliction. What's the affliction? I'm with a man that don't love me. The next one she named, it was Simeon, Lord, you've heard. Next one is Levi, which means I really hope that he will get attached to me. Levi means attached, so she's still longing wanting this man to love her, but she could, you can hear the pain in the way she named her children. Meanwhile, they also had this practice of having a handmaiden by which you could have children. And so Rachel, the woman who he loved, she couldn't bear him any children. She was, all, she was barren, so she followed the normal practice of that time, and that was to have children by way of your maidservant. And in all of this mess, listen to this, guys, in all of this mess, 
were born the men who would be the patriarchs, the 12 tribes of Israel. Even Jacob himself with his jacked up self. We know that nation today by his renewed name. God changed his name to Israel and they were known as the children of who? Israel. I'm here to tell you that in spite of all of the mess, God sent us 800 miles to tell you, in spite of all the family mess, you don't know what God is still putting together on your behalf. Come on, bless the Lord in here. Things were so messed up that one of his daughters that he had by way of Leah, her daughter, his, her name was Dinah. And one day Dinah decided to try to find out which song she was most, was, which one of Beyonce's songs she was most like. Uh-huh, all the young people just gave me the deer in the headlight look. You know what that means. I got to find out which one of Beyonce's songs is most like me. So Dinah had to find out. She, the Bible says she wanted to go and see what the daughters of the land were like. Don't play that game, y'all. Hear me, young people, especially young ladies. You don't need to find out which one of Beyonce's songs you are most like. Watch what you're putting on your status. This is a side note. Young people, watch what you're putting on your Facebook status. Did you notice that your employers and your potential employees are checking out Facebook to see what kind of person you are? So all the stuff, I know that you're feeling, I know that you're hurt, you're going through some dramatic things, but don't put it out on Facebook status for all the world to see. There are certain things that you really do gotta just keep to yourself. If you got to say it to anybody, and especially talking to those of you, you know you walk with God. If you just gotta write it down, if you just got to, then go ahead, put it in your laptop and put it down in your own book. Get a, get, get a journal and write it down and pour it out to the Lord. Because one thing, here's the dynamics. I'm not putting down Facebook. I got several Facebook pages. Some of y'all know it. But when you put out your business like that, you're giving the enemy of your soul and you're giving him ammunition. You're giving him fuel to work on your life. See, because he doesn't know what you're thinking. Hear me, guys. Demons and demonic power, they don't know what you're thinking. They don't know what you're feeling. Only God knows that. And when you put it out on Facebook, you're telling the devil how to work on your life. You're revealing to him the secrets that are supposed to be between you and God. So from this day on, come on, tell, come on all the young people just say, okay, I won't, I won't, I'm through with it, I'm through with it. I ain't, put that on. I ain't putting that in my status. That's between me and God. Thank you, Lord. Just give the Lord a little hand on that. Say, yes, Lord. But... Dinah was in that place, and because she was the daughter of, and born in, out of a relationship where her daddy didn't love her mommy, that's why I'm not making light of this. I know there's a craving in your spirit for acceptance and affirmation, but you're not going to find it 
by exploring the daughters of the land. That was just my little side note. Thank you, Lord God. Because I'm really here to talk about Jacob and this whole thing of Joseph being still alive. But I had to give you some background and really tell you about Jacob because sometimes we can get the feeling or the thought process that we got to have it all together before the Lord's really going to break through for us. Yes, there are things that he requires. Yes, there is obedience that is demanded and it's necessary. But the Lord told me to talk about Jacob today and his journey. We're not going to talk about Joseph in that way. Because we know the story of Joseph. Those of you who have, especially you've been in this house and ministries like this, we follow Joseph's journey. But have you ever thought about it from Jacob's point of view? From Jacob's point of view. Genesis, the 30th chapter, looking at verse 22. Let's look at, jo at Jacob's journey. Then God remembered Rachel. Rachel finally was able to have a child, and God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. Joseph's name meaning God has added something that God has given. He answered my prayer. I see that as a church family, part of, part of the prophetic journey of this house, we have been through that. God added, he answered. And what, and here's the other thing, Joe didn't, I don't want to get ahead of my health, Seth. Let me keep it. And so, uh, Jacob lavishes his favor on this one, but obviously because this boy came through the woman who he really loved. So he lavished his favor. This is, the, this is the one he's been waiting for. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But later, um, Rachel gives birth to another, but things take a terrible turn. She finally is able to give birth. She gives birth to another son, but it takes a terrible turn. Let's go to Genesis 35, verses 16, starting at verse 16 of Genesis 35. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go to Ephraim, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when, he was in hard, when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was, as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Onai, son of my sorrow. She called his name Ben-Onai, which means son of my sorrow. But his father called him Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephraim, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Jacob never expected to lose Rachel. Never expected to lose Rachel. She was the one he had worked for for 14 years. She was the one he loved. A couple of things I've learned in my little journey with the Lord that we don't expect the turmoil and the mess that God uses to bring forth his plan. We really don't expect this turmoil and the mess. And we never expect to lose the ones we love in giving birth of God's plan and his purpose in the earth. Ten years ago, 
we stood in this room and celebrated the home going of my brother Mark. The Lord showed him a few things these past few months and years. We don't expect that in this process of giving birth that there is loss of life. He wasn't expecting this. He wasn't looking for this. And so painful was that loss for Rachel, she says, what I've given birth to is the son of sorrow. The Lord sent me here, Metro, to say, we've been looking back at the losses that we have had, the disappointments that we've had. And like Rachel, every time we think about that time of life, I know that for a long time for me, every October, I dread every October. And my right family. See, my whole family's nodding their head because that's when my brother passed. Those of us in this room, you know what I'm talking about. With the loss of Pastor Chris, every February now, what's supposed to be a romantic month thinking about Valentine's Day, what comes to our hearts now? Ben Onai, son of my sorrow. But Jacob, Mister, ain't got it together. Jacob said, no, 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 no. It's not the intention of God that when we reflect back on that time and that season and that birthing that God did. Yes, we lost Rachel. Yes, we lost Mark. We lost Chris. Yes, we lost. I believe you've lost family members. There's been one loss after another. But what God birthed in that loss was not a son of sorrow. He sent me here home, family, to tell you that we didn't give birth to a son of sorrow. As the purpose of God is being brought forth in this house and in our homes, in our families, he does not want us to look back and every time we think about that season and that time and these losses that has just been on night. God says it was the birthing of Benjamin, not Ben Onai. What was the significance of that? Because, ben, because Benjamin means it was the, you're the son of my right hand. It has been so devastating. Part of what I shared with Bishop was um, What's really been tough for us is being away during all of this. Being away, thinking about Chris and Fred and Mark and Rick, one of my sons from the youth ministry. And those of you whose names, I don't know your family members, your moms and dads and cousins and aunts and uncles. And in this process of the plan of God being birthed forth in our life and brought forth, 
It is not the intention of the Holy Spirit to leave us devastated and questioning and wondering and faithless because, Lord, I don't want to take a chance and believe again. Anybody ever prayed and even spoke and prophesied and said, I, I, I expect God to do this. I'm standing on his word. And while standing on his word, it still didn't turn out. And what I gave birth to, to me, it's nothing but Ben O'Nine now. But the word is, no, Jacob changed the name of that boy and said, every time I look at this boy, I'm not going to think of him as this is the reason why Rachel died. I'm not going to look at this boy and it only reminds me, because you see, it, that's, when you name the child, that means the rest of his life, that's what he's going to carry. And so what was birthed forth in you and me and in this house during these losses of Rachel, the one who we really love, what God gave birth to Metro was not Ben-Onai. He gave birth to Benjamin. Benjamin means son of my right hand. And Exodus 15, 6 says, Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. Exodus 29, 20 says, Slaughter it, take some of the blood. And as the, as the Lord told Moses how to anoint the priest, and you put some of the blood on the right ear and on the right hand and on the right foot. In Acts 5, chapter, verse 31, it says, God exalted him, Jesus, his to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. Acts 17 says Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit looked up to heaven while he was being stoned and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing where? At the right hand of God. So you named it son of my sorrow, but today God says, call it son of my right hand. Call it son of the new anointing, son of a new authority, son of a new life coming forth in me, son of a new understanding coming forth, son of new strength coming into my life, son of a new purpose. So now when I think of my brother, Mark or Chris or Fred, when those months roll around and I think about their life and what they meant to me and my family, then it's, God, you will birth something new in me. It's a new authority. See, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, meaning that as the son of the right hand, that's how God extends his authority into the earth and his anointing into the earth and his power and his rule and reign. God said he allowed us, he allowed it, he allowed it. But what was birthed forth is not just sorrow and now a dread and every time we think about it, there's sadness. And oh my Lord God, God says, no, I took advantage of because he said, I work all things to the good of those who left me. And called according to my purpose and so it's not a sorrow it's not you didn't give birth to sorrow metro you gave birth to a new anointing there's a new anointing on this house there's a new purpose for this house there's a new purpose for this house
there's a new purpose. I didn't know you'd be here, Sister Jeanette. There's a new purpose that's on your life. There's a new purpose. There's a new purpose, a new anointing. Yes, Lord God, because like you, my sister, we had it in vision. It was going to be the four Green Brothers and our wives and our children, and we were going to go forth in ministry together. But now Mark is gone. And so the Lord didn't want us, he didn't want us the rest of our lives, the Green family, to be going forth and been on nine. I wish Mark had been here. This is what we always wanted to do together. It's not going to happen, Lord God, now because this isn't what you showed us how it was going to be. But what the enemy did for evil, what the enemy did for destruction, God says, I'm turning it and turn, making it for your good. There is a new anointing, a fresh anointing, a healing anointing. If that's you today, come on, lift your hands up to the Lord. Lord, I receive the fresh anointing, the new anointing. Thank you, Lord. No, God didn't do it. But that's not what we gave birth to. We gave birth to Benjamin. Every time you think about it now, because that's a decision, Jacob changed that boy's name. And I'm going to choose to from this day forth to call him Benjamin. We are still anointed. And it's a fresh one. We still have the call of God on us. No, it won't look like we thought it was now. In my mind's imagination, y'all know Elder Chris. He would be saying, y'all, what y'all doing? What are y'all doing? You ain't still be still sorrowing about me. That ain't what I told y'all. We're here to bless God. We're here to bless him anyway. Here's the best part. The story ain't over. The story ain't over. Lost my brother, lost my sister, lost my mom or dad, lost my cousin, lost my uncle. And the picture's not going to be what we always envisioned it. And now we only think of the sorrow. No, God, you're doing a new thing. I welcome the new thing. Come on, tell the Lord right now. Word right there. Lord, I welcome the new thing. Thank you, Lord. There's a healing taking place in this room right now. Yes, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for delivering from the spirit of heaviness and grief that has weighed heavily upon this house and this congregation. Thank you, Lord God. That's right. Receive the breakthrough. Yes, Lord God. God told you to come break the chains of Ben Onai off of this house. We break it now in the name of Jesus. 
leaving us paralyzed to the point that when God is showing us great and mighty things that he yet wants to do in this city. That's that trick of the enemy that makes us go, well, I don't know if I should really try it again because I don't want to ever hurt like that again. I don't say this without an understanding. I'm not saying this flippantly as if though I'm removed from all of this. This has been so devastating for us in our household. And we haven't been able to even be here. Because, you know, when you're going through, and especially when it's grief like what we've had, you want to get with your family. It's therapy just to be, just, we don't even say nothing, just sit together. This is going to sound unspiritual, but you just want to just, let's just sit and watch a movie, watch a comedy. But at least we're together. We haven't even had the ability just to be with y'all, grieving through all of this. So I don't say this flippantly, but the Lord told me to come and tell my family, we didn't give birth to Ben Onai. We gave birth to Benjamin. There's a new anointing on this house. There's a new anointing for your life. All of you that have suffered the loss of a loved one over this past year, within the last couple of years, I want you just to lift your hands to the Lord right now in this moment. That's right, lift it to him. Lord, I receive your anointing. I change the name of this child that was birthed in this loss. I change the name of this child. It's not going to remind me of the sorrow. I name this child Benjamin, son of my right hand, son of the authority, son of the strength, son of the anointing, son of the purpose. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, bless the Lord. That's right, give it to him. I bless you, Lord. Thank 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 you, Lord. I believe that this decision by Jacob is part of what caused him, even in his stumbling and bumbling, to be able to continue on till he saw the fulfillment of God's plan for his life. As we all know, he had had, so now he's got two boys by Rachel. He's got Joseph, the son, the thing that God has added. God has answered. It's like, here it is, Lord. This is, what I'm, this is the one I've been waiting for. And to that, you have now added the anointing and the ability to carry out what you have added. But then he experienced another incredible loss. Now, you've got to think about it from Jacob's point of view, not, not the story of Joseph. You send out Joseph to go check on his brothers. Now, that's a whole other issue for Jacob. What you do that for? His brothers can't stand him. Why are you going to send him out there by himself? 
And part of that, the Lord has shown me prophetically, is that we've got to learn how to live under the radar. All the stuff that God has shown you, God has added. This is the one, Joseph. So he's parading it. Put the coat of many colors on it. Now, because of the job that I'm on, the Lord has used it to teach me some things about learning how to live under the radar, not telling everything that God is doing in your life. Not exposing all this, because we are, we're used to TBN, I'm not putting them down, and all of the Christian television, and so everybody wants to get on TV and tell all the things that God has added. So just like Joseph, you're putting that bright colors. Ta-da! So he sends his son out. Guys, let's look at this from, from the way Jacob sees. I send my son out to check on his brothers. The next thing Jacob hears, gotta go from Jacob's point of view. The next thing Jacob hears, go to Genesis 37. Look at verse 32. And it says, then they took the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, we have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he, meaning Jacob, he recognized it and said, it is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his waist and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted, and he said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. So from his standpoint, and that's where we've been, family, and I want, you to, I want to show you the trick of the enemy and what we've been going through. Notice his sons did not tell Jacob what happened. They just brought him a bloody torn up coat and said, is this, is this your son's? They didn't say a wild beast. See, see, they, didn't, they didn't quote lie to dad. They just said, is this your son's? And Jacob, Jacob supplied the answer. He said, oh, wild beast and tore up my son and killed him. Lord told me to come and tell you, you lied to yourself. We held a torn up coat. See, because this ain't what we thought it was going to be. Is it, Bishop? Is it family? We held a torn coat, and it was bloody. And we assumed that that which God had added was gone. It was killed. We assume that God, what God had given us, what we had asked for, that it was gone. But it's a lie. What is it that you've held in your hands? And it was bloody and it was torn. What relationship? I know for us, we went through foreclosure. Oh my God. 
Oh, Lord. God make me tell all our business, dear. With all the people gone, buildings gone, eventually we lost our house. And Carol and I held a torn up bloody coat. And we said, it's all over. We packed. We didn't tell Bishop, but we was planning on just coming back. And we was going to stand up here and tell everybody we missed it. Forgive us. Because we got proof that it's dead. We have no building. We have no people. Except Gary and Carol's mom. So we held the bloody torn coat and assumed, just like Jacob did, it's gone. Somebody say Joseph is still alive. So as it would happen, God always uses these famines. A famine came into the land, and so Jacob like, told his brothers, what y'all standing around looking at each other for? Go to Egypt and get some food. This is the modern-day version, but go and read it for yourself. You'll see it. It's, it's there. He did. He said, what y'all standing around looking at each other for? Go get some food. Go, go to Egypt and buy some. And so he sent everybody except Benjamin. What's he holding on to Benjamin for? Cause, and he said it in his own word, unless some calamity happened to him, like Joseph. Got to think about it. Yeah, let's stay on Jacob's point of view. I done lost Rachel. I done lost Joseph. All I've got left now is the anointing that God has on my life. I've got the son of my right hand. And I'm not going to take a chance on losing the anointing and the purpose and the authority that he's given me. So y'all go, but I'm not, I'm holding on to this, the last thing I got, this is the last of my strength, this last thing I got. Y'all go buy this, but I ain't sending, go buy, but I ain't sending Benjamin with y'all. And so as the story goes, they, they go in, and this is all Jacob knows. Think about it, stay on Jacob's side, I send everybody. Now they come back, and Simeon. They come back without Simeon. Jacob was like, y'all trying to kill me. Go and read it. Y'all trying to kill me. Joseph is gone. Now Simeon is gone. And the request from this governor of Egypt is that I got to, y'all, they got to come back. Next time they come back, I got to send Benjamin. Reuben stands up and says, well, Dad, send him with me. And if I don't come back with, with Simeon, and I'll send Benjamin with me, and if I don't come back with him, then you can kill two of my sons. Now, why ain't this? This ain't going to work. We don't need no more death. Plus, Reuben said, I want you to see this prophetically. Reuben's name means, it basically means son, but it was birthed out of Leah saying his name was, this is, uh, you see my affliction. 
So what the Lord is saying to us, okay, surrender the last that you got, but you can't surrender it up in, well, Lord, you see. You know what I've been going through all this time. That ain't going to, it ain't going to work. You can't send up your Benjamin with, well, Lord, you've you seen my affliction. So they wait. Jacob says, no, no. So eventually food runs out, all of that. Gotta, okay, we're back to this again. Got to go and send some food. Got to go get some food. But I've got a dilemma. I got to send Benjamin in order for us to get through this season. I got to give up the last of my strength. I got to give up that which means the most dearest to me. But Judah stands up and says, send the lad with me. Y'all know where it's going, don't you? Judah means praise. So I got to take the last that I got. I didn't renamed it Benjamin. I thought it was the sorrow. Lord, you didn't help me now to see it that this is okay. I've got a new anointing on my life. But if I'm going to step into the new thing, I got to give it up with praise. Somebody do that right now. God, I give it up in praise. Come on, all over this room. I give it to you in praise. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Yes, Lord God. So every single one of us, family, that you didn't suffer the loss, you didn't lost a loved one, and God has now shown you today in this little bit of a piece of revelation that now I got to rename this thing Benjamin, but now, now that we didn't renamed it, and now we're going to step into this anointing, I want you to stand on your feet and join in with me, and let's give up Benjamin with praise. Lord, we give you glory. We honor your holy name. You are mighty God. I bring to you the sacrifice. Yes, Lord God, a praise. I honor you, oh Lord God. You mean more to me than life itself. Yes, Lord God. I glorify your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This morning I woke up with this little old school song. You guys remember this. Oh, Lord, my God, when I'm in awesome wonder, thank you, Lord. Consider all the worlds thy hand has made. I see the stars. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout. Thy power throughout. The universe display. The universe display. Then sings my soul. Then sings my soul. My Savior God to thee. Come on, tell him, y'all. How great, how great. How great thou art. 
soul when sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou Tell him again, then sings my soul, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art! How great thou art! Come on, tell the Lord. How great thou art! Yes, Lord, then sing. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great, how great, how great thou art. Yes, Lord. How great thou art. Yes, Lord. Now what Jacob didn't know. When he sent Benjamin with Judah, the Bible doesn't say how long it took. But not only did he come back with Simeon, not only did they come back with more stuff than he sent, because he sent a gift, he sent an offering. But he came back with the news. Listen to me today. Your Joseph, that which God gave you in the first place, Joseph is still alive. We've been through some hard things, family, but Joseph is still alive. God told you, He showed you. We're all going to. We made some mistakes made some bad choices. But what God said concerning your life, family, Joseph is still alive. Bible says when they told Jacob, it was like his heart stood still. I wasn't even expecting all of this. I just simply wanted to get Simeon back. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose my anointing. But I didn't know that what God had called me to. I didn't lose it with my stupid decisions. I didn't lose it with all the issues that I've got in my life. God, I'm like I said. God, you still got your hand on me. Somebody need to hear that today. God, you still got your hand on me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. My Lord God, if that's you today, come on, join me at this altar. Lord, I'm glad you still got your hand on me. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. You still got your hand on me. Yes, Lord. Well, I'm not. 
Yes, Lord. Come on, my God. Yes, Lord. Come on, my God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, my God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, God. He didn't do it because we deserve it. That's just the kind of God he is. Aren't you glad you don't have to earn it? Yes, Lord, God. He's just full of grace. Yes, Lord, God. He's so good to us today. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God, sometimes in the midst of our pain, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the loss, yes, Lord God, you just reach a point where it's like, God, what is the point of all of this? What is all of this really leading up to? Yes, Lord God. And I hear the Lord saying, go back to what I told you in the first place. Remember when you was in the secret place. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. I'm not talking about becoming big and famous. Yes, Lord God. I'm not talking about standing up in front of crowds of people. But remember when it was just me and you. And I showed you with that business. And I showed you with your family. Yes, Lord God. My Lord God. When I spoke forth your purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, lift up your hands in the presence of the Lord today. Thank you, Lord. 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 The Lord told me to tell you that it was a lie, family. You held the bloody coat. You held it was all torn up. But that was just the external. That bloody coat represents all of your expectations. The picture that you and I had in our mind about what our life would be like or what our ministry would be like, or what our business would be like, and how the calling of God would unfold. But just because you held a bloody torn up coat, Joseph wasn't in that coat. The call of God wasn't in that coat. That was just our dream. Remember, Jacob gave Joseph that coat. That was Jacob's picture. That was Jacob's dream, but it wasn't God's dream. God's dream was in Joseph, and Joseph was in a whole nother place. My Lord God, thank you, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, so here in this moment right now, yes, Lord God, just like Jacob did, just say, yes, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. 
what you added to my life, it's still alive. I let go of all the pictures that I had about how I thought it was gonna come to pass. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. And I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Even with the things that happened that have been unexpected, the loved ones we have lost, the business we have lost, the relationships we have lost, things that could never be brought back again. But Lord, I trust you. Come on, tell them, I trust you. I trust you. Lord, I trust you. That's right, tell them, my life is in your hands. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for taking and using my God, there's some commitments being made at this altar today. Thank you, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for the fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the elders just to join me. Thank you, Lord God. And just begin to lay your hands upon those that are standing here at this altar. And allow the prophetic word of the Lord to come forth through your mouth. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God.